That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi, besties. Welcome back or welcome to Trina to Care. If you're new here, hello. My name is Ashley. I'm so happy to have you. If you're listening to this in real time, it's February. And for the month of February, aka the month of love, I want to do episodes relating to love, whether that be love towards yourself or love towards someone else. So today I want to talk about self-care. When you think of self-care, our minds immediately go to physical self-care, or at least mine does. When I think self-care, I think exercising, drinking water, painting your nails, getting a facial, doing your skincare, which are all really great things to do to take care of yourself. But I think self-care goes so much deeper. I was scrolling on Pinterest and I saw an image that said 12 steps to self-care and none of them were physical and I really liked that which got me thinking what are 10 things that I do or that I think are beneficial to taking care of yourself that isn't necessarily physical self-care and that is what today's episode is 10 ways that aren't physical that contribute to self-care before we get into today's episode make sure to follow my socials they're linked in the show notes and I talk more about the podcast and self-improvement and just like my day-to-day life on there. So if you're interested, check those out. They're in the show notes. Okay, let's get into it. Okay, so number one is the closest one of the 10 to being physical. Like it isn't, but it is. And that's listening to your body and learning how to communicate with it. I think when we're busy and our mind is preoccupied, we forget to listen to our body and acknowledge how we actually feel. I used to go the entire day without having any water because I would be working or out with my friends or partying and I was doing so much that I didn't give myself time throughout the day to check in with me. Back in July, I did 75 hard and then a couple months ago, I did my 30-day globe challenge and during those, I would have to drink a gallon of water a day. And because of that, I now know when I'm dehydrated and I know the second that I need water because my body tells me that and I listen to it instead of ignoring it and just continuing on with the day. The same thing goes with food, listening to your hunger cues and fueling your body when it needs food, making sure you're eating enough food, making sure you're eating food before you work out or before you go and drink, choosing food based off what your body's craving and not restricting what you eat 
if you know that you get anxious if you have coffee on an empty stomach, eat food before you have your caffeine. If you know that you get really hangry if you don't eat, make sure that you're eating food before you go out with people or make sure that you're eating food while you're out. Just being more aware of how you feel in your body, whether it be how hungry you are, how thirsty you are, your energy levels, don't force yourself to do things that your body physically is not prepared to do. I have a whole episode dedicated to working with your body instead of against it. I talk about working with your menstrual cycle, but if you're super exhausted, you're feeling sluggish, you're feeling lethargic, maybe you have your period, but you want to work out, don't force yourself to go to the gym and lift heavy weights. Stay home and do light yoga or 10-minute Pilates or even go for a walk. You're going to feel so much better doing something that your body can actually handle and do than doing something that takes a lot of energy that's going to make you feel like shit all because you think that's what's best for you. Learning when to slow down and when to ramp up. Like for example, I'm in New York right now and I've been going, going, going. And leading up to New York when I was home, I knew it was going to be like this. So before I came to New York, I spent the days leading up to it just relaxing and recharging. I rested then so I would have the energy now to do what I need to do. Working with your body is going to make your life so much easier. You're going to feel better in your body. You're going to have enough energy to do the things that you need to do. You're going to be more productive. You're going to feel much more at ease. Like, it's hard to be the best version of you and to feel good when you're fighting against yourself. Number two, going off working with and listening to your body, listen to your instincts. If it feels wrong, don't do it. Cut feelings are quite literally a blessing. And, and also, I don't know the whole science behind it, but I know our stomach is considered our second brain because it can alert the brain when something isn't right. Again, don't know the whole science behind it. Probably should, but if you don't believe me or if you want to know more, you can Google it. But for example... When you're stressed out or anxious or nervous and you feel butterflies in your stomach, that could possibly be signaling to your brain something ain't right. Obviously, there's times we become anxious or stressed out because we're overthinking or we're making up scenarios in our head. But sometimes you just get that feeling in your stomach out of nowhere and you don't know why, but you just know something is off-putting. For example, the infamous friendship breakup that I went through a couple years ago that I always talk about, that day before going and hanging out with them, I had a gut feeling that something wasn't right or something bad was going to happen and I kept thinking maybe I shouldn't go or maybe it isn't a good idea to hang out with them or maybe I shouldn't have invited them. But I overlooked that feeling and obviously we all know what happened that night. And another example my senior year of high school, I went to go get food with my friends and as we were driving home, I got that same feeling in my stomach that something wasn't right or something bad was going to happen and then literally 10 minutes later, we got in a car accident. Obviously, I couldn't have predicted that and I couldn't have necessarily stopped it, but I did have that gut feeling and I could have been more alert. I could have stayed off my phone. I could have told my friend to slow down. I could have voiced to my friends how I felt. And yeah, my friends probably would have looked at me like I was crazy, 
But there's always a reason that you feel the way you do. It's better to be aware of that feeling and to take it seriously than to just dismiss it. If you have that gut feeling or even if you're just feeling anxious or not feeling great about something, instead of going through with it to make others happy or just acting on impulse, maybe take a step back and assess why you're feeling the way you are. Is there something that you did? Is there something that's bothering you? Is there something you're unsure about? Think it through before acting on it. There's nothing wrong with taking a second and reflecting on how you feel. The same thing goes for acting on what feels right. If you want to do something and you have a really good feeling about it, it feels right, it feels like that's what you're meant to do, follow through with it. Start acting on your desires and your needs rather than what people expect you to be doing. Before I started this podcast, there were people who didn't understand why I was doing what I was doing and they didn't think it was going to work out. And they definitely questioned my sanity. And at the time, I had no idea what I was doing. I was scared. I was broke. I was unsure about my future. But I knew moving forward with this podcast and dedicating all my time into it was what felt right. And it felt right because it was meant for me. Learn to trust yourself and listen to yourself rather than everyone else around you. Which leads me to number three, Learn how to set boundaries and say no. If something doesn't feel right or you don't have the energy to do it or you just don't want to, it's okay to say no. People pleasing comes from wanting to keep ourselves safe. We think that if we do X, Y, and Z for people and we make them happy, we're less likely to be rejected or to be talked about or to lose those connections. But when you're constantly looking out for other people, you spend less time looking out for yourself. I talked about this in my standing up for yourself episode, but you saying no to people or you setting a boundary does not make you a bad person. It doesn't make you a drama starter. It doesn't make you argumentative. You shouldn't have to always go with the flow or bend over backwards to keep your friendships and keep your relationships. We often try to keep promises with other people to keep that relationship with them. But when we do that, we end up breaking promises with ourselves, which leads to insecure relationships within ourselves. For example, I always use this example. If you told yourself that you're going to stay in this weekend to prioritize your mental health and then your friend wants you to go to a party with them, you saying yes to them is going to satisfy that relationship and it's going to make them happy, but it's going to harm your relationship with you. You're going to trust yourself less, you're going to feel bad about yourself, and your needs aren't going to be met. Setting boundaries with people isn't to disrupt that relationship with them. It's not to cause problems or to make them feel bad. You telling people to not speak to you a certain way, to not treat you a certain way, or you setting restrictions on how often they see you isn't you trying to challenge the connection you two have. It's to protect it. You expressing how you feel is literally telling them in order to continue this friendship or relationship, this is what I need. And I'm telling you this because I want to continue our connection. Setting and enforcing boundaries also helps you too because you're less likely to overthink or stretch yourself out too thin for other people. It helps you protect your peace. While you're strengthening your relationships with others, 
you're strengthening your relationship with yourself. Number four, give yourself the same compassion you give others. I am definitely a very forgiving person when it comes to other people. I often overlook the things that people have said to me or have done to me because they matter a lot to me or I want to keep that connection with them. And although they might have done something really bad to me, in my eyes, the good they've done outweighs the bad and I forgive them. I also wouldn't want someone to hold a grudge against me or hold my mistakes over my head. So I forgive them when they mess up. And it's interesting that I feel that way. Like I wouldn't want someone to hold my mistakes over my head. But that's exactly what I do to myself. I obviously can't speak for everyone, but I am definitely more forgiving when it comes to other people than I am towards myself. Like if someone were to do something that hurt my feelings, I would be much more willing and much more understanding with them than I would be with myself. If I were to do the things that people have done, I would not be able to let go of that. Like I would I would constantly be thinking about it. I would beat myself up over it. And you know, no matter how many good things that I do, it seems like the mistakes I've made are the front runners in my mind. That's what I'm always thinking about. I'm not thinking about all the good that I've done. I'm not thinking about the people that I've helped. I'm not thinking about any positive impacts I've made on the world. I'm thinking about all the mistakes I've made. I'm thinking about that stupid thing I said yesterday. I'm thinking about that person I hurt 10 years ago. I'm thinking about that meeting that I missed. And it doesn't have to be these big moments where I was a monster. Just any moment that I wasn't the best version of myself, I seem to always be thinking about and fixating on. It could be like me, you know, not pronouncing someone's name correctly. Clearly a very forgivable moment because there was no malicious intent. But in my mind, I'm like, well, I could do better than that and I should have been better. And that's why I have such a hard time moving past those little mistakes. Whereas if someone else messed up, I'd be like, it's okay, you're human, we all make mistakes. No one, you know, no one's expecting you to be perfect. And the same thing should apply to me and to you. And that's why I say that you need to give yourself the same compassion that you give to others. The reason we forgive other people is because we understand that they're human and that people make mistakes. So we need to stop expecting ourselves to be perfect because no matter how hard we try, we won't be. We are also human. We are also going to fuck up because we don't have all the answers. We don't always know what the right way or the wrong way to do some things are until, you know, we do it. Fucking up is part of the process. That's how you learn and how you grow. There's been so many times where I've fucked up and part of me is like, I wish that didn't happen. I wish I didn't do that. I wish I could go back in time and tell myself to shut the fuck up or to not go there or to not do that. But then another part of me is like, without those experiences and without me messing up, I wouldn't be where I am today or who I am today because those moments taught me so much and pushed me to be better. I wouldn't be better without them. I'm not saying that you shouldn't hold yourself accountable. If you really fuck up or you really hurt someone, yes, you should feel bad. But as long as you're self-aware and you understand what you did was wrong 
and you do your best to make up for it and apologize and learn from that mistake, then you're not a bad person. You shouldn't hold that against yourself forever. It also just doesn't make sense to take one thing that you did and identify with that alone and be like, oh, well, I'm a bad person because I did this. Because with that logic, if you do something really good, then you should identify with that and think, wow, I'm a really good person. One mistake you've made or even one really great thing you've done doesn't make or break who you are as a person. You can't identify with that one thing alone. Who you are is made up of who you are on a day-to-day basis, who you decide to show up as every single day, and how you learn and grow from those mistakes that you've made. What you did might have really sucked, but instead of focusing on that mistake, focus on what you decide to do with it, how you decide to grow from it and be better so that way you don't make the same mistake again. It's not fair to constantly be reminding yourself of everything you've done wrong when you're making an effort to be better. That'd be like if your mom told you to clean your room and you clean your room and then she goes in and looks at it and she's like, oh, well, this is nice, but remember when it was a pigsty? Like, remember when it was so filthy? Like, mm, you suck. Just totally discrediting all the work that you did to make your room not disgusting. Being reminded of the things that you didn't do right doesn't make you want to continue doing good. If you just keep reminding yourself of all the mistakes you've made and you're not acknowledging any of your growth, you're not going to have any motivation to do better because you're not celebrating your success. You're only focusing on your failures. And that's not fair to you. How would you feel if your friends or your family or your partner treated you that way? constantly reminding you of your mistakes and discrediting all your hard work that you've done how would you feel if no matter what you did no matter how hard you tried your loved ones told you it doesn't matter how hard you work you still fucked up and because of that we're not going to celebrate you that would take an insane toll on your mental health you would feel like ass the same thing goes for how you think about yourself and how you talk to yourself just like i talked about In my last episode, you need to start treating yourself like someone you love. Give yourself the same compassion and understanding that you give to people that you love. Number five, do not minimize yourself. Like I just said, you need to start treating yourself like someone you love, which means also showing up for yourself the way you would for others and celebrating yourself the way you would for others. When something good happens to you, you should be excited. You should be just as excited, if not more excited, than you are when others succeed. When you see others post online about something really exciting and you're kind of jealous and you're like, God, I wish that was me, have that same reaction when those things do happen to you. When good things happen for other people, it's so easy for you to recognize that and be like, wow, that's amazing. But when those things happen to you, it's really easy to downplay it and not recognize how great they are, especially when you're around other people. Don't try to minimize your success to make other people feel more comfortable. I have noticed myself doing this a lot recently because there's so many amazing things happening in my life and I'm being given such amazing opportunities. But when people ask about them, I'm like, oh yeah, it's not a big deal. Like I'm excited, but no biggie. Or I bite my tongue and I don't want to talk about it in front of people because I don't want to come off as I'm bragging or not humble. 
I've also had friends in the past that weren't necessarily excited for me when good things happened because they were jealous or you know unhappy with their lives and I don't ever want to make people feel like that so I just wouldn't talk about it but the same people that I'm almost trying to protect or make them feel more comfortable have no problem coming to me and expressing when something good happens to them so it's like why am I minimizing my success for other people why am I minimizing all these good things that are happening to me I shouldn't be afraid to speak about my life and all these amazing things out of fear that it'll upset others. These positive things shouldn't be turned into a negative. Don't minimize yourself to make others feel more comfortable. If those people were comfortable in themselves and actually cared about you, they would be excited for you and they would want you to be excited for yourself too. The same thing goes for minimizing yourself as a person. Don't dull your personality to please other people if you're loud and outgoing and have a lot of energy don't change that about yourself because the people you're hanging out with are a little more chill if the people around you are talking down to you and saying that you aren't smart or you aren't funny but you know that you're actually smart as hell and funnier than all of them combined don't minimize yourself and play along to make them happy People who love you and respect you and look at you as more than just a body or more than just a person to hang out with don't want you to be less. They like you for you and they will support you as you are or will support whoever you want to be. You shouldn't be thinking, what do I need to change or what do I need to stop doing to make people like me, to be more desirable, to keep these connections. There's nothing you need to do. There's nothing wrong with you. Maybe what needs to change are the people who are making you feel like you need to be less. Number six, say exactly what you mean. Now, don't twist my words. I'm not telling you to be a giant asshole and go around telling people whatever's on your mind and being ruthless. We're not being mean girls. But being open and honest with how you feel is good for you. I feel like it all goes back to people-pleasing. Biting your tongue to satisfy others, wanting to say certain things but worrying about how you'll be perceived or how it'll affect the other person and kind of pushing your feelings aside to take care of someone else's. There's been so many times where I want to say something but I don't and then not speaking up haunts me for the next 24 hours, the next week, the next however long. Like I literally can't stop thinking about it and I'm like why didn't I just say what I wanted to say and I'm left with all these what ifs of what if I did say this? Would things be different? Would I be better off? And also, not being real with what you're thinking or what you want complicates your relationships. Like think about when someone is doing something that bothers you but you don't say anything and they keep doing it. It's going to continue to frustrate you and make you want to separate yourself from that person when all you have to do is vocalize how you're feeling. Maybe whatever they're doing will change or maybe you will get clarity on what's going on if you just say how you feel. Let's say that your boyfriend's doing something that really hurts you, but you don't want to say anything because you don't want to start an argument or come off as needy or crazy. So every time they do it, you get upset. But if you were to just speak up and say, this is how I feel, I don't like when you do this, maybe they would stop and you wouldn't be so upset. People can't read your mind. They don't know how you feel without you telling them. And when you open up about how you feel, you won't be so stressed out and overthinking situations. Yes, speaking up is hard. 
and it might cause conflict, but you've done your part and said your piece and now the ball's in their court to do whatever they want and you won't have to wonder what that person wants or what that person's thinking or how that situation could have gone when you don't speak up and say what you mean you're literally upsetting yourself and driving yourself crazy you're sacrificing your peace for someone else's also there's going to be times in life where it seems like there's a right thing to say or a right thing to agree with and then there's a wrong way and it's easier to say what people want you to say or go along with what everyone's thinking because when you're complicit there's less likely to be any friction or arguments with others but you're going to be fighting for your life against you like the voices the emotions they're all going to catch up with you and be like what are you doing what are you saying who even are you because you're not being real with yourself and you're going against your desires and your beliefs and you're doing things that don't align with you. They might help you in the moment to feel more comfortable, but it's going to catch up with you and be harder to cope with in the long run. Number seven is one that's helped me so much. It's helped my mindset insanely and that is letting go of what you can't control. I am fully a control freak in every aspect of my life. I've always been someone who has a hard time asking for help. Like if something isn't working and my boyfriend offers to help me, I won't let him because in my mind, he'll make it worse or do something that I won't be able to fix or control. I have just always wanted to do the most that I can do to control things in my life to ensure the best outcome. I've always been someone who tries to force things and overplan things because I think I can control the outcome. For example, in past relationships, an ex wouldn't respond to my text and I would just blow up their phone thinking that if I was persistent, that would lead to them answering me, but they obviously didn't. (laughs) But at the end of the day, I can't control how others live their lives. It doesn't matter how much respect I think I'm owed. It doesn't matter how much I want something. If someone else doesn't want to do something or they don't want me, there's nothing I can do to change their mind. I can be the picture perfect girlfriend, the perfect friend. I can do everything right. And if that's not what they want, it's out of my control. It doesn't matter how much I beg or try to convince them to do what I want. If they don't want to do it, they won't. The same thing goes for your future. You can want something so badly. You can want that job, that raise. You can want the weather to change so it doesn't rain when you're on vacation. You can want someone to change their mind about canceling plans. You can want these things and you can do things to prepare yourself for these things. But a lot of it is out of your control. You can work super hard and be so qualified and still be denied that job or that promotion. You can look at the weather a week before your vacation to make sure it's sunny, but the day of, the weather can change. You can plan the most special fun day for you and your friends in hopes that they'll want to hang out with you, but they still might not want to. And that's not up to you. I have spent so much time stressing myself out and building myself up into this big, anxious ball over things that I simply have no control over and it's pointless it's good to care about things and want things to go well and prepare yourself to the best of your ability but leave it at that don't be sitting around so worried that things aren't going to go the way you want them to or worried that if you don't do certain things that things won't work out to the point that you're actually upset and feel sick over it 
for one, like I said, no matter what you do, things are going to work the way they're going to work. So if it's not meant for you, it's not meant for you. But two, imagine things do work out for you and all that stressing is for nothing. You spent so much time upsetting yourself and making yourself feel like shit when you didn't have to. The unknown is uncomfortable and I know you want to control it, but just because you don't know what's going to happen in the future doesn't mean that it's a bad thing. The unknown doesn't have to be scary. It can be exciting. The job that you want might not work out, but it also could work out, but it also could work out better than you imagined. Maybe you get a better job. And that's another thing. When you try to step in and control things, you could get in the way of better things that are meant for you. You try so hard to make this one specific thing work out that you block another amazing thing that's trying to come to you. I think the reason why having this mindset has helped me is because I feel less drained and I feel less anxious. I'm not spending my time fixating on trying to make things work. Instead, I'm doing things that I believe align with what I want and that's enough for me. Doing those things is my job. And the universe's job or whatever you believe in, its job is to carry that through and make what I want work or make something better happen. I can't control that aspect. All I can do is my part. And if it doesn't work out, I know I did everything I could. And it's not a rejection. It's a redirection to something that's meant for me. Like, doesn't that just sound more peaceful than feeling like you failed or things didn't work out? Number eight kind of goes off number seven, and that's to be more present. I feel like so many of us are constantly living in a state of looking at our past or thinking about our future, and we miss out on the present moment. I think a lot of my anxiety comes from thinking about things that happened in my past or thinking about my future, like what's going to happen next? What am I doing? What's the next move? What's the right move? With me specifically, I am constantly thinking about my past which is so unfortunate because I'm thinking about things that have upset me or have triggered me and it's like I've already gone through that I've already done that I've already suffered it should be done I shouldn't be reliving that again like why would I want to put myself back in that headspace and feel the way that I did but that's exactly what I'm doing when I'm thinking about my past and when I'm thinking about my future kind of like I was just talking about I'm making myself anxious and worried about things that haven't even happened yet. I'm making scenarios in my head that I don't know anything about. Like I'm sitting here thinking, well, what if this happens? Okay, well, what if it does? You'll deal with it when it does. And if it doesn't happen, you're sitting here thinking about something that doesn't even exist. So why are you doing that? There's no point in constantly living in the past or the future. There's nothing you can do to go back and change the way things happened. And you have no control over the future other than what you're doing right now. Like what you're doing right now in the present moment is going to play a role in what happens in your future. So you need to be present and be making the most out of right now. If you want to live that happy life that you want, you need to be present. You'll also be less likely to look back at your past and be regretful of the things that you didn't do or the things that you wish you said if you were just more present and intentional with your time right now. With that being said, number nine, do more of what you love and follow your dreams. Stop worrying so much about what other people think or how awkward or cringy you are. 
stop being scared of trying new things and putting yourself out there life is too short to not do what you want to do most people do not care what you're doing because they're more focused on themselves and what other people think of them if people do judge you or hate on you it's because they hate themselves no one who embraces who they are and is living their life for them is going to go out of their way to put others down for doing what they want. I spent a lot of my life trying to be socially acceptable and wear what other people were wearing and go out and do what my friends were doing and work a job that I thought a 20-something was supposed to have. But I wasn't happy. It might have made others happy, but them being happy wasn't enough for me. I thought I wanted their validation. I thought that was what would make me feel good. But it didn't because I was bored and tired and I didn't feel confident. I didn't feel like I was actually living for myself until I started doing what I wanted to do, wearing what I wanted, doing what I wanted, leaving my job and pursuing my dreams. I have never felt more myself than I have while doing social media and doing this podcast. And I've spent so many years feeling anxious about pursuing this. And also feeling guilty for not doing it. But not doing it because I didn't want to be embarrassed for doing it. But you truly aren't living if you aren't doing what you want to do and doing things that make you happy. Hobbies that you love. Activities that seem stupid but are so fun. Like I love playing Club Penguin and doing things that I did as a kid. Working a job that doesn't feel like a job. Dressing how you want doing your makeup how you want, pursuing things that matter to you, and stepping out of your comfort zone, spending your time your way and not the way you think you're supposed to be spending it. Nothing will make you feel better than feeding your desires, listening to your inner child, and pursuing the life that you envision for yourself. Lastly, number 10, avoid negativity or unnecessary drama. I have been so good the last like I don't know two years and maybe it's just because I'm older and my brain's fully developed but lately I've been like why am I so chill and relaxed like why is everything so good in my life and it's because I finally don't have people in my life who make me feel like I constantly have to defend myself or constantly prove that I'm worthy of love constantly question if I'm doing enough or if I am enough or if they're talking about me or if they even like me. I have removed any and all negativity in my life. I only surround myself with people who love me and support me and don't make me question our connection. Of course we're still going to have arguments. It's not always going to be perfect But the people that I have in my life now know how to communicate and they're not going to just get up and leave me when we do have a fight or we do have a disagreement and they're not going to attack me for disagreeing with them. And obviously there's going to be people who are slimy and do you wrong and it's okay to be angry. But from my experience with the people that weren't good for me and now having people that are good for me, I know who is and who isn't worth my time. I'm not going to get all worked up and involved in messy drama for someone who only talks to me when they want to go out, who is always talking about their friends, who makes me feel small when we're around certain people, who doesn't support me or doesn't hype me up when I'm doing good. 
there's going to be people who want to challenge you and who want to fight with you and are going to bring negativity into your life and you could sit there and try to explain yourself and prove to them that you're right or that you did nothing wrong but sometimes you just need to swallow your pride and not give them that satisfaction your peace is greater than proving them wrong Sometimes you're going to have to be the villain in someone's story to be happy in yours and to live your life peacefully without them. Being involved in drama or surrounding yourself with people who don't make you feel good takes up so much of your energy and makes you feel drained. And you don't have to do that. Like You don't have to spend your energy on those people or that situation. You could be spending your time and energy on things that actually matter to you. And The same thing goes for how you spend your time in general. Not just people, but spending less time on things that don't benefit you, like mindless scrolling, spending time in places you don't want to be, listening to people complain and shit talk. Instead of that, spend your time doing what you want and taking care of you. Once you remove that and replace it with things that are good for you and good for your mental health, that's when things are going to change for the better and your life is going to change for the better. Obviously, those are, that's just 10 things that I consider self-care. There's a million more. If you have any you want to share, please do. I'm always trying to level up and be the best version of myself and honestly just feel better. Life can be super stressful. I'm spiraling like 90% of the time. So if you think of anything, DM me or respond to the question on Spotify. I hope that this episode was helpful in some way. I hope you walk away feeling better than you did before you listened. Imagine you're like, actually, no, I feel fucking worse, bozo. I've been using the word bozo a lot lately. Like anytime I mess up or I say something stupid, I'm like, okay, bozo. I don't know. It's really fun to say. But anyways, that's everything for today. If you haven't already, if you love trying to care, if you love me, if you love Dear Media, Make sure to give Trying to Care a five-star review and share today's episode with your friends. I love when you post on your story. I love seeing you guys listen to the episodes, especially when it's like an old-ass episode, like the first like month of me podcasting. I'm like, people are still listening to that? Like, I haven't even gone and listened to those episodes in so long. I think I would actually throw up because just, you know, sometimes you cringe at yourself. It's fine. That's growth. But anyways... As always, thank you so much for listening, besties. I am so grateful for you. I love you so much. My socials are linked in the show notes. And, oh, there's a siren outside. I'm in New York. Crazy. All right. Well, I love you, besties, and I will talk to you next time. Bye, besties. Bye.